love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. Good. Well, we we mentioned off air. We want to give you sort of a, a warning, listeners, that uh, it's 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 cedar allergy season around here in South Texas, and so if if Lee and I are making some noises that you're not familiar with hearing on the radio, it's because we're hacking and coughing and congested and. Um, I don't. I still don't know why do we live here. Why? <laughs> it's always a question this time of year. Yeah. Well, before we jump in, I do want to just remind you, listeners, that we are a listener-supported broadcast, and we're so grateful to those of you who have come alongside of us and partnered with us. You truly are partners with us in ministry. Your your support through finances and volunteering uh, really allows us to send a message of hope and healing to those all around the globe as we uh, try to teach biblical sexuality and what does it mean to walk in purity. And so um, if you want to learn about how you can be involved as a partner with us, just simply go to puresexradio.com and click on the Make a Donation button there. Well, Lee, I'm going to pass it off to you here because you want to talk to us today about remorse and Whatever all that entails, just so you folks know, you know, I sometimes Lee will come in here and he'll, you know, he's the idea guy. Those of you who've been listening to the broadcast for any length of time, for all the years we've had the broadcast, whether it's Lee or Steven on the on the program, I basically just sit here. They come into the studio and I'm like, what do you got? You know, and about half the time Lee will say what we're going to talk about this week. And I just kind of look at him like, oh, what is what? Uh, I'm not sure. And then he has to sort of explain it to me. So. Um, this idea of remorse, he, I, I asked him, what, what are we going to talk about? And he says, remorse. And I'm thinking, what did I do? What, did I, <laughs> what do I have to be remorseful about? What, right. did I, what, what regrets do I have? But anyway, why don't you explain to our listeners where we might go on this? What, do, what is this topic of remorse, especially as it pertains to our overall topic here about sexual purity and recovery and guys who are dealing with uh, their sexual brokenness? Sure. Well, this kind of came to me as we, as I was kind of thinking about just pain in general and the kind of pain that this kind of addiction causes. And I truly was thinking of, of guys who have sexual addiction and the pain that they are in when this happens. Uh, and then the process of trying to deal with the sexual addiction and the process of trying to deal with their own pain and their childhood pain and the wounds that have been caused not only in the past, but the present. And you know, just the word remorse kept coming to mind and just kind of talking about, you know, what remorse looks like. Because sometimes 
a guy can think he has this great handle on what his remorse is about, and sometimes he finds that his remorse is really over the consequences of his current sin rather than the pain of causing the, the 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 pain that he caused the person in his life that's feeling most of the pain. Well, so why don't you give our listeners kind of the typical scenario of a of a person who might walk into your office and and just kind of give us a picture of what is the typical scenario that you most commonly see in terms of a person who's dealing with sexual brokenness. Well, this could be uh, you know, I guess the typical guy, you know, could be a guy who's recently, you know, been found out, so to speak, and is, uh, could be most often it's his wife, you know, maybe he's not married and it's his family or uh, mom or dad or somebody, but most often it's a wife who's all of a sudden realized that that, you know, flickering blue light coming from the computer room is not just work. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been on porn or he's been masturbating or he's got some compulsive sexual behaviors. And so, you know, all of a sudden, as I know you've said many times in our gateways, as the spit hits the fan, so to speak, then all of a sudden he's reeling from all the effects of her finding out. And so sometimes that remorse cannot be over her pain. The remorse can feel more like I'm just hurt because now I have to deal with possible separation. I have to deal with her anger. I have to deal with all the things that are coming from her, the hurt, the crying, the... I don't even know how to handle this situation. Maybe I've been kicked out of the house. Maybe I'm on my own now. Maybe she's told my parents or my friends, and now I've got all these issues. And so there's just a general remorse of the pain that's resulted from her finding out. Yeah, because the effects of that sin, I mean, obviously our our um, our sin never just affects ourselves. Right. I mean, when we, especially especially if you're married and you are engaging in sexual sin, I mean, the the Bible tells us that the two shall become one flesh. There's right. this oneness that God has designed marriage to be. And so if one of the spouses is out there doing, you know, engaging in sexually immoral behaviors, then that is going to have a direct effect on that spouse. And so some of these effects you're talking about are really, it's almost like this this chaos, this, uh, this new uh, recognition of chaos enters their life because what used to be in the dark has now come out into the light and what you're saying is rather than them dealing with what was in the dark, they're now just responding to all of the effects sure. of that now having come out into the light. An angry wife, uh, you know, a pot being thrown at his head or, a, you know, these these the hurt and the pain and uh, the like you said, the threat of divorce and all these other things that are going on. Right. And he's looking at that and going, boy, I'm really sorry that I got caught, sure, you know, is typically kind of where his remorse lands. And he may not ever come to that word of, I'm sorry, I got caught, but he's sorry over all the consequences that are resulting. And you're saying that he is sometimes misinterpreting that sense of remorse for being true remorse. Absolutely. And it's not to shame the guy because... No. You know, sometimes we run from pain, so we just have to acknowledge that... I think we always run from pain. (laughs) Absolutely. So it's important to say, you know what, I'm going to have to look at my pain here, and I'm going to feel pain. I mean, you know, as much as this addiction is a very, you know, gross place for all of us, because I've been there, and it's not a great place, and you've been there, and so it's not that I'm saying that, you know, we don't have pain. I'm saying... We know that we have to go through the pain to sometimes be crucified with Christ so that we then can truly live. And sometimes that crucifixion hurts. 
So the pain is not what I'm trying to, uh, I'm not trying to focus too much on the shame. I'm really trying to focus on just the pain. And sometimes we can cover the pain of our true remorse of realizing, wow, look at that broken, huddled woman in the corner over there who's crying and who can't even look at me as, wow, I just want this to be over. I wish she'd feel better. And if I could just get her to feel better, then I'll be okay. And therefore, we miss the remorse of really realizing those people in our life that we've truly hurt and sometimes truly betrayed. You know, a less typical scenario is sometimes the guys that we see in counseling and that come to the program that uh, are going to jail for their behavior. And, you know, believe it or not, you know, I'm sure everyone would understand, we see a great cleanup initially when they first get arrested or when something first happens. And Yet that cleanup tends to wane if it's a two-year process or a you know, year-and-a-half process because consequences always scare us into purity at first. And that may happen with a guy who is going through a divorce or his wife has kicked him out or you know, because of his behavior. Oh, no, no, I promise I'll be good. And he may feel true remorse over all of those things, but it's trying to get to the remorse of, wow, am I really realizing the effect my, my pain that created this sin is having on the person that means the most to me in my life. And I'm sure we're going to get into this in a little bit, but what I hear you say, I just I keep hearing that passage in 2 Corinthians that talks about there being a godly sorrow that produces repentance. And what you're talking about is not that. This is more of an idea of I see the pain, and like you said, not even dealing with the shame issue, but I, I see the pain that I have that that the results have been because of my uh because of my acting out and but I'm only focusing on that pain and I'm only sorry for that pain sure. rather than there this idea of there's there's a so, there's another level of sorrow I think another level of remorse when we when we begin to have that godly sorrow right because what one of the things that you brought out that I thought was really interesting is is as you were saying some of those things it it caused me to realize how we see guys six months and 12 months down the road, maybe even a couple years, and they're still in that, um, they're still in that fear mode. That, and, and one of the things that you and I both know is that if a guy is only in that fear mode, meaning I'm only, I'm only going to be quote unquote pursuing purity because I'm afraid of the consequences. We, we see little to no growth. And that individual, no growth in the relationships, no real healing or health in that individual. Because why don't you tell our listeners why fear doesn't work as a long-term motivator for change? Well, because no one's heart ever changes based upon fear. And fear is a temporary surface change. I can be good as long as I'm afraid you're going to do something bad to me. Because it never gets to your heart, right? Because it's still about my behavior. Well, and that's what is so... That's why I really felt like this was a topic that needed to be brought up was because a lot of times just remorse over the consequences, unfortunately, guys, is still a very self-centered remorse because it's still about me. Mm-hmm. It's still me hurting over the, you know, because I remember when my first wife left and I'm thinking, wow, I've lost my wife. I've lost my child. I'm having to move out of the our, our place and move into a smaller apartment and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sad over all this stuff. But it wasn't until several, actually it was a couple of years later, that I realized the intense pain that I had caused my first wife. 
and my daughter in all of this. And so it's finding out that process of really being sorry for what I've done rather than sorry for what's happening now that I got caught. And as you're saying that, I'm, I'm hearing in what you're saying that you were sad for the changes you had to make. Sure. Sad because of and the changes it, this thing made in my own life. Exactly. And and what I hear in that is that you, you weren't to a place where the changes were because you had you saw the the blackness of your sin and you saw the the true sorrow of the effects of that sin that in that then there was a humility that was born that produced heart change Absolutely. it was more of like you're still kind of rigid in your self-centeredness and going man i got to i got to get a new place and i got to do these certain things and and you're sorry for that but there's still sort of this rigidity to your spirit that says I'm, I haven't broken yet. I haven't sure. really gotten to a place of of real godly sorrow. Well, and that can cause the guy to be less sensitive to even if his wife's not divorced him yet to his wife's pain. Yeah. If he's so worried, if she just get over this, then I think we could be okay. Just if you just get over this, can't you just put this aside? Can't you just forget about it? You know, didn't I say I was sorry? Kind of thing. It's like the little boy who, you know accidentally runs his sister down on his tricycle and she's bloody and cut up and he's like well i said i was sorry you know it's right. like well yes you're sorry but do you really see what happened here no i'm just hurting because you're mad at me mom and you're mad at me dad and now i'm sitting in my room by myself and that those consequences do hurt you're listening to pure sex radio training men educating women Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com. I don't ever want to dispel that truth that it is painful. Consequences are painful. All of those things are painful, and it hurts, and there's true sadness. Because any anytime, regardless of what you've done that's caused you to lose seeing your children every day, now you've got to see them every other weekend, or you can't see your wife anymore, that's pain. So I'm not dispelling that that's that I'm not even trying to argue that that's not true pain. I'm just talking about the true remorse that you finally realize when your consequences aren't the first thing on your mind. It's truth truly what have I done to my children, to my wife, to the people I work with, all of those things. Well, it's kind of like think about how many guys we see at the Gateway workshop that sort of the light bulb goes on and they raise their eyebrows and they're like, "Oh my goodness." When we tell them the, uh, when I give them sort of the little scenario of where they may be emotionally in terms of like recovery and, and they're feeling like they're moving forward and they're feeling like they're doing all the right things because they're going to group and they're doing all this. And then we tell them where their wives might be stuck. Absolutely. And all these guys. And it's like the light bulb goes on and it's exactly what you're talking about because they realize they have this notion that says, hey, I'm I'm. I'm working the program right now. Why are you still back here stuck emotionally, right. you know, 100 miles behind me? And shouldn't you be cheering me on and excited that I'm doing so well? And it's like there's a total blindness that they have to the depth of pain that they've caused this other human being. Absolutely. And that's why I hope the listeners all understand, even if there's husbands or wives listening, that, yes, we're talking a little bit about what it does to wives, but this really is a, for the guy. You know, This yeah. is really your journey to get to that place of true remorse. Because as long as you stay on the remorse for your consequences side, you never get out of the self-centered, prideful behavior of, but wait a minute, didn't I say I was sorry already? 
Or, like you said, you don't get out of that place of, I'm only stopping this for now out of fear. And some guys don't even know that's happened until after the dust settles. You know, and I think that's why, unfortunately, we see a lot of reoccurrence. Mm -hmm. Because guys stop for the moment because they're afraid. And then all of a sudden, now that dust settles and they've been good for six months, a year, year and a half, then all of a sudden it's... They didn't really do the work on remorse. They didn't really do the work because it was genuine change. It was more because I'm afraid and I don't want to lose everything. Well, and I think this I think this picture is insightful for a lot of people. I think there's going to be a lot of listeners that are that are listening to this and going, whether it's a husband or a wife listening and going, you know, that, that seems familiar. That's not necessarily new information to me, but it does give me an idea of maybe where why I'm still stuck sure. six months into my recovery or a year into my recovery, and there doesn't seem to be any any real growth in healing, any real restoration in my relationship, and maybe I need to revisit my own brokenness. Right. And I mean that in the terms of, like, humility and, and being able to look at the, the true remorse. And so I think the picture that's been painted so far is one that a lot of people will be able to maybe see themselves in. What is the picture, then, that maybe God paints of what this godly sorrow looks like, this true remorse may look like? Well, I think it's the difference between being sad over yourself and being sad for somebody else. I think that's just a real, that's a real defying, um, defining point for me, is that when a guy can truly look around and say, wow, you know, I can say, yes, I'm broken and... Wow, look what I've done. That's real different, and and I just don't know how to keep re-emphasizing that this is not something that, that you're just going to come to naturally. It's something that you sometimes have to really dig into because being remorseful over somebody else's pain is hard for all of us. And it won't come naturally. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's almost like what you're saying is we have to be intentional about going to that place. That's right. Because yes. otherwise, guess where we're always going to drift? Our own pain. Absolutely. If we're going to look at any pain in our life, we're going to start with our own. We're just, and usually we get stuck there because we're naturally self-centered to begin with. Absolutely. And so it's it's a I think it's a discipline. I think it's an intentional thing that you have to you have to mentally intend and emotionally intend to go to that place. Right. And it's not a, you know, hey, you know, guess what, buddy, you're selfish and you got to look at yourself. It's more of a, you know, it's kind of a quiet looking. It's kind of saying, you know what, Lord, show me how much I hurt my wife how, or how much I hurt my kids. Or, you know, man, some folks I've worked with, they've lost their jobs over this. You know, people found out they were in a ministry position or something and they found out and they lost everything. That's real pain. But they still have people, you know, people who looked up to them, people who were under their care, who are saying now, wow, you don't know how much that hurt us to mm -hmm. see that this trustworthy person that we put everything in is now not so trustworthy. And so that can be painful for people. And really realizing that in addition to your own pain is, I think, what I'm talking about. And I think what helped me, I mean, and I'll give you a, uh, listeners, I'll, I'll give you this little little exercise. It's absolutely free, you know. Uh, this was given to me early on in my recovery by a very wise counselor. I, I was, uh, if we're just going to kind of paint a picture here maybe of what this looks like, because I was very much, you know, early on in my recovery, 
Uh, my wife and I were separated and everything was about, well, me getting cleaned up, you know, me getting on track. And I felt the same things you felt, Lee, of this idea of, man, I have this pain of now I'm alone and now I've, you know, I'm, I'm having to deal with some of the financial consequences, the social consequences, all these kind of things. And, and my counselor uh, was very wise to this several months into my recovery. He actually said, I don't think you understand the depth to which you've hurt your wife. Right. It was like he was able to see this sort of false remorse or this maybe selfish or just remorse of the consequences idea rather than the godly sorrow that produces repentance. And so he had me do an exercise for one whole week that just, I mean, honestly ripped me to my core. Right. But it was a good kind of, you know, shredding. <laughs> he he said, Jonathan, for the next week, I want you to spend, you know, at least 30 minutes a day intentionally reliving in your mind the first four years of your relationship with your wife, because sure. that was when all of this occurred, all of my betrayals and affairs and all those kind of things. And he said, but what I want you to do is rather than looking at it from the natural perspective that you would have, which is through your own eyes, he said, try to get in behind your wife's eyes and try to see yourself and Absolutely. see what you have done through her eyes. Now, clearly we can't do that 100% perfectly. Right. But the 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 exercise of attempting that just completely gave me a new perspective on right. on how much I had hurt her. Because if I was only looking through through my eyes, I'm 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 looking at it through my selfish, self-centered grid and and I could still maybe even justify some of my behaviors like, well, yeah, but she wasn't this and she wasn't that, so then I felt like I needed to do this and that. Right. But when I got behind her eyes and I really tried to empathize, I think that's the key word we need here is empathy. Right. When I really tried to empathize and say, what did those behaviors of mine look like and feel like to her? Oh my goodness. All of a sudden there was a new level of brokenness in my life because I realized it's not about me anymore. Sure. I have I have truly crushed another human being's spirit. Absolutely. And it's like that new sorrow uh led me to a whole different demeanor when I eventually approached her to seek her forgiveness. Because it wasn't any more about me trying to perform in a certain way and act a certain way so that the consequences would be lessened and that everything would be restored and that she would, you know, cheer me on and be happy about me. It was like, I see the pain I've caused you and it would make absolutely perfect sense if you chose to never forgive me. Right. You know, it's a different sort of mindset, I think. Well, it helps you even get to the grace of her, you know, her grace. It even... If your wife's willing to stay or if your kids are willing to forgive, it gives you the whole picture of the grace of forgiveness. Because the grace of forgiveness says, yes, I have every right not to stay, but I forgive you. And therefore, my grace is going to I want grace to show you that I'm willing to stay. And I think that's an amazing process, you know, and it's it is so easy. And I just want guys to know that it's not this is not a judgmental uh Mm -hmm. Uh, broadcast, but it is so easy to stay in the place of, well, don't you don't you see? I'm okay now, and and guess what? I'm I'm good, and I do I feel sorry for what I've done. So now, can I come back home? You know, it's so easy to stay there because we do have this uncanny ability to let ourselves off the hook pretty quickly, even though we may have true remorse. We don't see the full of of our pain that we've caused somebody else. Well, it's almost like we get in a situational results mindset. If I can just, you know, get my marriage back together and get my, you know, kids to like me again right. and get get all these particular results of my situation to, to form up, then somehow that's going to mean that everything's fine. And it's like I have 
I've really come to believe that this whole idea of godly sorrow producing repentance is saying the change is on the heart level. Right. And and God wants us to have much more of a uh, a relational restoration and a relational change with him as well as with those in our lives to where the situation isn't what is the end all be all of right. whether or not I am walking in health and in purity and in righteousness. It has to do with whether or not is my heart right before God and is my heart right before this other person that right. I've wounded? Because honestly, I don't think you're right. I, I could not have appreciated or still appreciate the grace my wife showed me had I not gotten to a place of, of true sorrow and brokenness over not the consequences, but how I had wounded her. Sure. And you're right. There's a, just a different, completely different um, flavor to right, that kind of sorrow. Otherwise, you stay on the surface. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, everything is still on the surface. You haven't dug deep enough to get to that place of a true love. Because true love says, I really do know what I've done to you. Surface love, or as we've called it before, kind of perfectionist performance love, says, hey, things are good now, right? So just snap out of it and get mm -hmm. over it. And true love says, man, it's going to take me a while to stop hurting over what I've done to you. Right. And if you haven't gotten there, I just encourage a guy to go there. Or to, if he can't get there, to ask God to show him how to get there. And that's what I, I was going to ask you, is if there's any sort of insight or first steps that you could... Because I'm sure there's going to be listeners out there, probably a lot of wives, that are thinking, oh, I want my husband to get there. But, you know, I know there's going to be men out there listening to this as well, and they're saying, you are you are telling my story. I'm stuck in that place of just being sorry for the consequences, but there's something refreshing about what you're saying. I want that true sorrow so that so that I'm not just, you know, again, playing another role or, or performing another act I want to actually be a changed man. What would be some of the first things you would encourage that person to some steps to take in in order to move in that direction? Well, I think what you described, what your counselor had told you, is a great step. I think another great step is is to truly take one incident that happened in your marriage and truly put yourself in that shoe. I know it's a lot like what you're saying, but I want to want I want to flesh it out a little bit. You know, because I've done that before. I've said, well, how would you feel if you walked in and your wife was sitting at the computer masturbating and looking at porn? You know, and most guys just go, oh, I, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with right, her. Yeah. You know, well, she'd never do that. But I really want you to think about that. Uh, and, and in those kinds of situations, what do you do? What would you feel if she had picked someone else over you? Oh, it's just porn. No, what would you do if she had really picked some other man over you and really get deep in that don't just you know stay on the surface but try to ask yourself what would what would i do if my wife really chose another man and 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 chose to be sexual with him how would that make me feel to know that she thought he was better he was this he was better in this area that area all those things and then really try not to put it off on God, because sometimes we do that to God. It's like, well, God's allowing me to go through the consequences of my sin. Mm -hmm. That's an easy way to cop out on it. Really what we're doing is we're having to go through the consequences of our own sin, and God is allowing us to do that, so we'll go to a deeper place in our own heart, an ability to feel for one another, not just try to pretty it all back up again and make it better Yeah. on the surface. 
Well, I appreciate that, Lee. And uh, folks, we're going to have to, we've run out of time, but. Uh... We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain